and welcome to the Canal Valley Hustlers podcast. This is Joe Justice coming to you right here at the end of January. It's been a minute. Uh, you know, I put together some podcasts at the beginning of December and then things just got crazy and busy and then all January has been getting caught up with everything. And you know, some of that comes around to uh, some format changes I'm going to be making that I want to talk to you about real quick. I have noticed looking through the episodes and the people that uh, the, the episodes that people really like, they enjoy, they watch, they ask me questions about, they comment on and everything. It is the ones that's just me with my microphone, the man on the street style videos people really like, that kind of podcast format with just me and my my Sennheiser here. I've had this thing for like 20 years. I've had it forever. And people just like for me, go ask questions. And you know what? That's actually pretty quick and easy to produce. I don't have to set up any equipment or anything. So for this year, for 2024, I'm expecting more in 2024. And I am I'm going streamlined. I'm just going to grab my camera. I'm going to grab my mic. I'm going to shoot videos. And I'm going to post them and then move on. Because I am way too busy to be setting up equipment and all this other stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. If you do, let me know. Shoot me a message. I want to hear from you. So what kind of stuff am I going to be doing? I've got questions I'm going to be asking people. And I'm going to ask multiple people the same questions, get their response, see if I can learn anything about their what they do, how their business develops, um, how they like to work with people, how they build their network, stuff like that. So with that in mind, I thought I would start out by asking myself these questions. These are the first five questions I'm going to be asking people as I put my episodes together. So let's start out. Number one, in your experience, what marketing strategies have been the most effective for growing your business and why? So I think with a question like this, most people are going to say something like, you know, social media posting or billboard advertising or radio advertising or something like that. I don't consider advertising, advertising is a subset of marketing. Advertising is not marketing. And it's one of it's one of my frustrations whenever people mention marketing, people immediately start talking about advertising. But when it comes to marketing, a strategy that I think is the most effective is thinking past the sale. And that's getting your, your customer, your client, to become an evangelist for your brand. So beyond just getting them to sign up, beyond getting them to pay their bill, you want to delight them, you want to you want them to want to tell all their friends. That's going to have a compounding effect and it's going to uh, you know get you strata strata oh, I forgot the word. Um, it's going to get you stratospheric. There we go. That's what I was looking for. You're going to go through the stratosphere with that type of a strategy. And again, that's a strategy, marketing strategy, thinking past the sale into the uh, evangelist phase. That's what you're going for. Question number two, how do you foster a positive and productive business culture and why is it so important? You know, you foster a positive and productive culture by leading by example, by showing up, you know, be the first one in, the last one out. You know, always show up with a smile, have a positive attitude. Uh, I like to say leaders aren't bleeders, you know. You don't just bleed all over everybody and you don't, you know, trouble them with with your problems. You show up, you be that rock at the end of the day when everything's falling apart and when, when all hope seems lost, make sure you're that person they can look to that's standing there ready to take on whatever challenges come and that's how you will be a positive and productive. That's how you build a positive and productive business culture. 
How do you set and achieve long-term goals for yourself and for your company? So long-term goals, great question. It's a simple answer, but it's not an easy answer. The simple answer is you have to turn it into daily habits. If you know, you've got a long-term goal of you know, achieving a certain level of production within five years, then you've got to break all that down. What do you have to do every year? And then what do you have to do every quarter? What benchmarks do you have to reach every month? What do you have to do every week? And then what do you have to do every day? So that's what you want to do. If you've got a sales goal, um, you want to measure. And, you know, this will take a little bit of time. You've got to kind of figure it out. That's part of the process. But you want to measure what it takes. How many phone calls do you have to make before you get a sale? How many networking events do you have to attend before you sign up a client? How many uh, doors do you have to knock on before someone says yes? And once you figure those out, then that's, that's your uh, long-term goal. That's how you achieve your long-term goal. If your goal is to you know, sign up 20 clients in a year and then you figure out for every 10 phone calls you make, you get a client, then there it is. That's all you got to do. So you got to break all that down to, do I make 20 phone calls a day? Then you make those 20 phone calls a day. Do I visit 10 businesses? Then you visit those 10 businesses. That's how you do long-term goals. If you set a long-term goal of, I'm going to make $200 million in the next five years, you'll never achieve it because it's not anchored to anything. It's not, it's not, it's too abstract. So it needs to be daily, systematic, at the very least weekly, benchmarks that you can hit. Okay, so number four, what is your leadership philosophy and how has it evolved uh, through your career? So my leadership philosophy, when it comes to leadership, there's really only two ways to get people to do things. That's compliance or cooperation. Compliance is incredibly difficult and the only way you can get people to comply is if you have real authority. Most people do not have real authority. So what's real authority? So uh, the government can fine you or throw you in jail. That's real authority. So if you're the boss, if you sign the paychecks and then you can directly affect somebody's pay, that's real authority. If you can fire them, that's real authority. If you can uh, you know, do something that actually affects them in a negative way, that's real authority. If all you can do is write them up, that's not real authority. So in order to use compliance, you have to have real authority. Most people don't really have real authority. On top of that, the other problem with compliance is you will typically, if you rely too heavily on compliance, then what you will typically do is have people that will kind of sabotage you from underneath or from behind. So they might follow the exact, you know, because you have authority, again, it's assuming you have authority, then they might follow the exact letter of the word that you're saying, but they won't follow the spirit. And by not following the spirit, they'll kind of sabotage you. So they say, I, I did exactly what you told me to do. And then so in the long term, it doesn't work. So my leadership philosophy is to engage in cooperation. And the way that you get co cooperation is through inspiration. So you lead from the front. You show people exactly what to do. That means you have to show up. You have to do it, and then they've got to see the success. When they see the success that will get them excited, you invite them to join you, and you you build up that um, that uh, emotional 
reservoir. You get them excited about it. You get them wanting to cooperate. You get them wanting to be part of it. And you lead from the front. They will follow you. And then that's how that's the best way uh, to lead. Now, the way that that's changed for me is, um, you know, I always thought that the best way to get people to do things would be to kind of set them down, explain things to them, see if they agree, you know, make agreements, all that kind of stuff. But the truth of the matter is people don't work that way. You don't even work that way yourself. Think about this time of year. People do their, you know, New Year's resolutions. You tell yourself, well, I'm not going to have any sweets for the entire month of January. And then like January 2nd, you know, you're, you're elbow deep in chocolate pie. You know what I mean? Like it's like there's no, so you can't even tell yourself what to do and then follow it. So how do you expect to be able to just tell somebody else what to do and then follow it? What you, what you really need to do so. What I've discovered is what you really need to do is inspire people and get them to want to join you. That's really the only truly effective way to to get people's cooperation, and I think that's the best way um, uh, to get uh, to 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 lead people. That's the best form of leadership. What advice do you have? This is number five. What advice do you have for building and maintaining strong professional relationships within your industry? Okay, so this applies to any industry, really. So what advice would I give? What, um, when it comes to building and maintaining strong relationships, it all comes down to reciprocity. Reciprocity and authenticity. Those are really kind of the two magic words. If you show up every day, you're not fake. You're not pretending to be something. Um, you're not, uh, you're not, you know, just acting a certain way in order to, you know, fool people into, uh, you know, wanting to be your friend or, you know, whatever that might be. So you're authentic, you're real, and, and you engage and you give and you contribute and you help and then you rely on reciprocity. Reciprocity is humans have an innate desire to want to help. They have an innate desire that if I give you a cup of uh, milk because you're out, then next week when you need some eggs, you'll be happy to, to give me some eggs. That's the way humans have always worked out. Uh, you know, going back to the hunter-gatherer days, you know, you, you got uh, the mammoth today. Well, you know what? Tomorrow, if you're a little short on food, then I'll, I'll share some of my mammoth with you. That's that's the way communities have been built. We're social animals, and that's what it really comes down to. Now, you can be taken advantage of if you give too much to, you know, the psychopaths and the narcissists and people that take advantage. So you do got to keep an eye out on that. I always caution people about that when I talk about reciprocity. You can be taken advantage of by nefarious actors. That said... You know, I really, I really just think givers gain. Uh, you know, that's kind of a BNI uh, way of putting it. Reciprocity, leading with value. There's all kinds of different ways of describing it. I think that's the ultimate way to build strong professional relationships. Any kind of relationships, really, is you give, you give, you give, you give, and trust. It's a little bit of a leap of faith, but trust that it will return back to you. So. There's the five questions. I'm going to be asking a bunch of people these questions moving forward, and I'm going to be asking them what they're going to be doing in 2024. I'm going to be talking to lots of people. I'm going to be doing it just with me, my mic, and hey, I want to hear from you. So shoot me a message. What do you think of these questions? Uh, answer them for me. Let me know uh, your thoughts, and I uh, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, this is Joe Justice, the Kanaw Valley Hustler, reminding you to hustle hard, hustle smart, and hustle with a smile.